Welcome back, Dog Nation. It looks like we got ourselves a quarterback as the dogs take on the other dogs with a victory. It's Georgia Tom. It's off the leash. We're back, baby. Yeah, dude, that's great. And uh, and like you said, dude, we we were, you know, waiting for waiting to see if we were going to find a quarterback. And I think we got everything that we asked for. And JT Daniels, have yourself a day, my guy. Have yourself a day. You're telling me, man. I feel like a lot of answered prayers have come about, and really like. Everything that we were looking for in the season that we're, like, kind of wondering if we're going crazy while we're pulling our hair out, like, it all kind of came to fruition, uh, at least in the quarterback position. While we did have some other areas, I'd like to see improvement. Like like you said, J.C. had a freaking day, like, came out, followed hard, stretched the field, just gave our offense a complete new dimension. And thank God, because uh, running the ball <laughs> really wasn't happening. Yeah, no doubt about that. JT Daniels, four touchdowns on the day, finished with uh, just north of 400 yards, um, and it, and it wasn't even a perfect. It wasn't even a perfect game. This kid still has a lot of room to improve. Uh, he almost had an interception pretty early. Got sacked a couple times, um, but again, that just shows you what this kid's uh, potential is. And this is in a game where the University of Georgia could not run the ball and that's not something that you want to see but as dog fans we know good and well that that is not going to be a trend that continues so again no disrespect to Stetson Bennett but this is what I was saying when we talked in the last podcast um, that Stetson Bennett just can't do these things I went back and watched a little bit of the film a lot of the receivers were open and they've been open because Todd Munkin, that's his offense. He schemes in ways that your best players get wide open. And it's just JT Daniels has the arm, the accuracy, the pocket awareness to make those plays. And even on some of those throws, I mean, he underthrew Jermaine Burton a couple times. And I think a part of that's probably because Jamie Burton is a, a bolt of lightning who also had himself a day, 197 receiving yards and two touchdowns. It's been a minute since we've seen a game like that from wide receiver. I want to say Tavares King back in the day uh, was the only one to get close to that in a, in a while. So, I mean, the offense just blew up, and it was, it was a show, bro. It was, it was a sight to see. I, I enjoyed it, bro. Oh, man. I'm still kind of hyped. <laughs> Me too. I mean, it was long overdue. Like, we've been kind of – annoyed like we know how much talent is on our team like someone like Jermaine Burton this the film speaks for itself like we had a few freshman guys coming in that looked like they had those kind of hot legs like they could move like that but just he's been a guy that was just like a national they've been talking about him for years dude they've been talking about him for a long time he's he's the closest thing like who knows some of these other cats we got like uh Blaylock, when he gets healthy, or Rosamie. Yeah, Rosamie. A lot of these guys have so much. Smith, 
Smith gets some touches. I mean, we got a lot of guys like this, but really Burton is the one that kind of had the high-profile name. We He was the one at the beginning of the season where, like, could he be the next George Pickens? And he hasn't even had the chance. Neither really has George Pickens to, to do any of those things. And I love the quote. I mean, you got to kind of get fired up about this. I mean, what's the point of recruiting these guys if you're not going to throw to them? Right, right, right. And JT Daniels, like, wow, like, that's – that pretty much sums it up. I mean, what's the why? Why do we record podcasts and get hyped about these players every year if you're not going to throw to them? Like exactly, like really. So the deep ball is in play, and just the thing is, is like he JT Daniels was able. To, he he wasn't like what's the word? Like he was making some deep throws, but he wasn't throwing his back out to make them. No, 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 no. He 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 had. It well within his capacity, and so in that one throw, the, uh, Jermaine Burton, was it? No, it was Pickens. It was the Pickens touchdown on that the run. Throw, he that had throw that Trevor was, Lawrence throw. That was that Trevor dude, Lawrence on the run that, throw. Bro. That's an elite throw. That's the yeah. kind of throw that yeah. separates. That's that's honestly the kind of throw that will like yeah. separate you. In yeah, college. because that's what I'm talking about. These guys, they've been, you know, the high school football quarterback can, you know, pass the slant, you know, and if you're, you know, someone like Stetson Bennett, I mean, that's why I was saying, you know, everything I feel like you've said and critique has, you know, been for the positive and, like, I'm with you, but I know a guy like Stetson Bennett can succeed at that, at with what he has, but your, your, your decision-making has to be, like, impeccable. Like, you, yeah, you don't yeah. have, you have, you got zero room to goof off when you don't have a lot of these other intangibles. Like you have to you have to throw your slants perfect. <laughs> you can't miss the layups, like Caribou was saying. And I know that's directed right at Stetson Bennett. And, you know, not only did – you know, there's a couple of passes out of like the – I don't know if it's Tommy or what, but, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. And if you weren't looking at the stat line and you just watched the game, some of these passes Buddy was making were just like, wow, like, Honestly, it's like next you, level, bro. You have to go back to like you have to skip the Jake Fromm era, <laughs> go all the way 100%. back. You got to go to Aaron, bro. Aaron, Aaron used to have just beautiful dimes to the outside on fade like, out. Like, woo, like we got to go back that far to find something similar statistically. So, like that just makes me happy. I mean, you know, the, <laughs> the jury's not out. Like you can have one great game, like. Uh, but at the same time, like, dog fans have a ton to be excited for and a, a lot to be, uh, feel, you know, feeling kind of affirmed in this frustration with uh, not seeing JT see the field. And uh, just touching on that, like, I know we've heard a couple different things this week. What What are your thoughts kind of on, on JT's development and just, like, seeing him enter the, you know, obviously hindsight's, can be twenty twenty, but we you know we're sitting at two losses in the in the L column right now, and uh, you know we got a quarterback looking like at least the top ten kind of QB, um, just being you know off a uh, off the top of my head on a ranking. Yeah, right let now. me let me reiterate. JT Daniels was was rusty. It's going to take him a while to get this rust off. I want to give a lot of credit to Mississippi State. Um, they did sell out. They came into this game really, 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 really trying to win it. People's first uh, impression are, oh, what's wrong with the defense now? Don't worry about the defense. Kirby will take care of it. 
I, I talked before about Mike, Mike Leach. Mike Leach is one of, if not the, at least now, passing gurus of college football. He will dissect your secondary, and he will attack it and find every single weak spot. We would already talked about how Georgia, that's where we've been getting beat. Go back and look at Florida. Go back and look at Alabama. If you can't stretch the field, you cannot beat us. Mike Leach did that and did that often. They sold out to stop the run at times, and they were absolutely successful. So to say all that and then JT Daniels still carry us to a win is saying a lot, and I don't think people really understand that point of it outside of the highlights and the stats. He won us that game. He put it on his shoulders his first game in. And I also want to follow that up by saying I need to make a public, well, public, on the podcast apology because I did kind of, I did kind of lay it on Kirby Thick last podcast. Uh, now I still stand by the whole Justin Fields thing, but I actually heard something pretty interesting this weekend. I haven't heard a lot of mainstream stuff about it, but oftentimes you don't. They want the sexy story and this and that. But what I had heard is that there was a little bit of a, a Friday night light situation going on underneath the surface, because any Georgia fan, any anybody with eyes could see from tape that JT Daniels, after Newman left, was the best quarterback on our roster. Why wasn't he playing? Why wasn't he playing? Well, he just came off the ACL injury, but he was cleared by the UGA staff. Apparently, JT Daniels' father, his family, they are well aware of how talented JT Daniels is, and they have every intention of him going to the NFL. They actually had a, a second doctor physician opinion, which is completely common, and apparently their second opinion guy, woman, whoever it was, suggested that they wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So the family the family was like, yes, because again, think of it from Kirby's perspective. Kirby's trying to win. You know he wasn't trying to lose against Florida, but I think he didn't want to ruffle some feathers and go against JT Daniels and his family and their second opinion, go against that and start him anyway, since even though Ron Carson is one of the best in the game, obviously there's a little bit of incentive to like, hey, hurry up and come back. We need W's. So there was a little bit of that going on, a little bit of Booby Miles, like, oh, you from Midland? Oh, you you from Midland? You don't want to see Booby shine, huh? Uh, You know, got the the doctor out here neglecting the playing time. But, you know, it makes sense. And I want to just apologize to Kirby because – He's dealing with a lot of things that we as fans, even the mainstream media, we don't see. He's right. got to juggle all of these things. And now, and th- these are rumors. I, I can't confirm it, but this it makes a lot of sense when you think about these things happening. These things are very real. They have no real loyalty to Georgia outside of JT Daniels being there right now. They're going to take care of their son. Makes complete sense. Kirby wants to play. How do you do that? Get Ron Kirsten to clear and put a little pressure on the family to play him. I see both sides. So just an apology to Kirby, um, kind of being just short-sighted, not really thinking about all the possible things that have prevented him from starting JT Daniels. But now JT Daniels is here. The goal is to keep him healthy. Ron Kirsten is the best at that. So I think while we don't have too much to play for for the rest of the season, again, unless Florida implodes, we can now – let J.G. Daniels start getting some rhythm in his offense, get the rest, work on that deep ball, and we can start, again, I hate saying it every year, but really you start building for the next 
year next two years because he's got three years of eligibility, and this offense now has the final piece that we need. Now Keegan, now Keegan. I know it's a short sample, but now I can now I can start maybe talking about one of these one of these titles. Hold up, when can we start talking about some titles? So I feel good, man. We still got some things to fix this one game, but. Ah, I feel good, bro. I feel good. Well, man, if you if you listen to like all the other podcasts on Georgia football, like they're all a little lost. I'm not gonna lie, like it's kind of annoying, like how unop- like they're optimistic in the micro, but not in the macro. And like I know for a fact we'll have these championships, dogs. And like, like you know, like if if you have the inputs, eventually you get the output. It's just like a matter of time. And like the QB. The QB position, I think, man, it's just it's kind of it's it's held us back. Like I, I can, you can look at the the years. It's always been something. Well, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, when we've had a QB, and that, we've struggled on defense. Defense is exactly. no longer going to be a problem for we've, us. We've, now, we've never had both. We've never had both. And I, I think you're right. I think you're right because the way we have depth, the way we're recruiting. And then the schematic of it, like these players, like end up knowing the plays quite well into their, you know, they're going in sophomore year, they pretty much know it. And then you feel like a lot of these guys, they're going to be development guys. They're playing more like their senior year, and then you got like the Jordan Davis types, the young, you know, the guys that can come in and really get the Nolan Smith, like they can get those reps early, like on on the defensive side of the ball. So. It's really just a matter of time. Like we have, you see it on defense. Like I, I can tell you that we're going to be in the conversation for elite defenses uh, on paper and in scheme. I can make that prediction that, like you know, we'll get, we'll get it right. If we have a, if we have an off year, we're talking about five years where that's going to be the conversation. Like four out of five, and that's if they, we have an off year where we're just like ultra disappointed. Like it could happen. I'm just giving it the like the. The possibility, and then you look at the offenses on the QB side. Like the other main thing, like one of the main things, like I would like equate like three things ultimately to like championship teams. And like you look at the QB position, like we're good for the next three to four. So like okay, then you start thinking about the other intangible that I would like equate it to. Like and you really look at all the championship teams; they all had this as like a was a it used, it's usually a big factor, senior leadership or just leadership period. Like we that that is the thing where you hope that as time goes on, not only do we recruit more talented players, but like hired lock like character guys, like locker room fellas. Like the like the Nolan Smith of the team. Like those guys just go so much further than you can than you can quantify, and that's why, like, Clemson is really, you know, taking it up because they haven't really had – they've had nationally ranked, you know, recruits, like recruiting classes, but they haven't necessarily had uh, the ones and the twos, you know, but they have had a lot of the guys they're looking for in character. So I, I think the more we do that as well, uh, then the more I can really be talking about three championships in the 20s because I see it as is – and I just want to offer that as a point of optimism. And really just, like, man, UGA Podcast, like, step up your game. Like, if you're going to be a fan of this thing, like, it's great to do the day-to-day stuff. And it's, like, 
everyone has their way of doing it. And I know I'm being Mr. Optimistic, but at the same time, like <clears throat> we really are at this level and I want to see some like bolder confidence going forth. Like it starts with the fans, like this, uh, this kind of like not quite good enough mentality is like, honestly, like I see all the time in these chat groups. I've had, you know, I've had to turn off every single UGA chat group on Facebook because I'm just like so sick of, it's like, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, like, like no one, like, there's always going to be someone that says, oh, we got eight running yards. Like, that's true. We need to improve that. But like, can you not like appreciate the fact that we have a quarterback? It looks like now. Like, can 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 we be positive? Like, and I think that. Is, I think that comes with Georgia sports in general. I, I will say we, we've had it rough here in the state of Georgia, whichever fan that you or whatever you subscribe to, and, and they are right. But just, just to put it in layman's terms, those people are always going to complain, and that's fine. But the way, the way, I've kinda, the way I kind of see football just in the journey to a championship, we, what I saw Saturday was like the last piece of the puzzle or – you know, putting together a Rubik's Cube for the first time. Right. As far as the pieces all being there. The defense is fine. Our offensive line is good. Our weapons, our coordinator, and now we have the the quarterback. And we just figured out the Rubik's Cube one time. One game. You know, one time. <laughs> now it's how how quickly, how efficient, and how many more times can we do that and do that and do that and do that and do that again. And I think now – now I can I have a little a little spark of op- optimism. I am definitely not trying to blow this too much past what it deserves, but I'm looking long term. Not this season. This season is this season. This season is this season. Whatever, whatever happens from here on out, but the pieces are there. Now we can start working on the character, the doing the details the right way every day. Our sophomore stars become junior stars. We're going to lose some people to the draft, and we are going to reload at their position. Now we can start really, really looking towards the future. Obviously, injuries are always, obviously a part of it, but this is what you want as a fan base, the offense, the defense, the coaches, all in line. And when the stars are in line, that's when big things happen. So just just to your point there, that I, I agree. And that, like I said, I, I was not going to do anything until I saw that last piece fall into place. And I saw it. I saw its potential on a bad day, throw for 400 yards and four tutties on a on a decent day on a first start. I'll take that every every day of the week and give it to me on Sunday too. Hell yeah, dude! I I, I believe in it. <laughs> I'm seeing it. Like you look at like who's coming back next year, like what we'll have. Like you got to feel good about that. I think the one thing is if we can get one of these uh, elite recruits on the defensive side of the ball, these rushers, like we need, we need a big time rusher to kind of take that elite status. Like that needs that. That's a that is the key ingredient. And if we have that, dude, like we really will be unstoppable because all the pieces are there. We even have the developmental pieces. It's, there's no reason like Nolan Smith can't be that guy. Like he, he's he's a great player and he's played great for us. But like we need a game breaker to affect other teams' passing games like drastically. Like we need someone like when Jadavion Clowney was on defensive. In, like granted, he's kind of a outlier. Like even for dominant players, he was like 
dominant among dominant players, like, truly. But still, like, they didn't need a lot else <laughs> when they had Jadavion Clowney, like, something in, in full gear. And that was, like, one of the couple of years that they were able to beat us, uh, South Carolina. So, I feel and like... Speaking of, speaking of Clowney, we are moving on to South Carolina, and I wanted to ask you, just at this point, since, you know, national title hopes are gone, probably not going to be in Atlanta for the SEC championship, I wanted to know what you are looking for um, for the rest of the season, and I'll go ahead and let you know what I'm looking for. I want to see these coaches putting people out there who make the right plays. I want to. Roll, I don't care if a two if a two is playing better than a one. I want to see him play. I want. I want to see you know penalties go down. I want to start. I want to start working on all of the little things. Winning these games, take it to a, a decent bowl game, win that game, and go into the off season. Uh, with momentum, I'm really hoping this COVID stuff will it, – it's looking like something that's going to be with us always, like a lot of these diseases are. But uh, I'm hoping by next season, you know, this is dissipated to a reasonable, um, workable situation. Um, but what what are you looking for in the rest of this season? Um, I know you're looking for a recruit. We'll, we'll get recruits. We just got a five-star linebacker. We'll get those. I ain't, I ain't tripping on that. But from this team, what do you want to see for the remainder of this this point going forward? I want to see a couple more complete games. I mean, it's you can point to any any one thing, and there's no like exact stat line that would really make me happy. But just to be able to say, I feel like you know we did. There's always going to be things to improve. We're not going to see a perfect game, but we just saw a great game passing the ball. JT Daniels did phenomenal in defense. Yeah, it did not. So great, but they held together. I mean, you know, they didn't do horrible, but they didn't do good either. Uh, and our offensive run game obviously had some struggles. So it's like any game you want to break it down, you can look at all these pieces and give one thing a B and one thing an A and one thing a C. I just want to see a complete game to where I can be like, you know, yeah, I think there's that room for improvement because, hey, that's what it's all about. But we just saw a complete game because we have the pieces for a complete game. It's not, I'm not asking too much. <laughs> like it is a lot, but we're capable. You know, it's like, Hey, uh, go drop 40. Well, do I say that to Steve Kerr or do I say that to Michael Jordan? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, a, there's a big difference. Like Steve Kerr is a great player, but I don't know if you ever he might have dropped 40 in his career, maybe a couple times, but I don't think it really happened, you know? Whereas, you know, someone like an MJ, a Kobe, a, uh, a Kyrie Irving, a LeBron, like these guys who, you know, it's in their wheelhouse. Like I'm saying, like, in that same vein, it's in our wheelhouse to have a complete game. We're that good of a team. And guess what? The championship teams, they do have more complete games than not, and that's what sets them apart is because it's hard to do. So, that's what I want to see, man. It's just us have complete damage. Yeah, but, and it, uh, it starts. It starts now when you can when you can start doing those things in games that aren't the big big games. That's how that's how you build consistency. That's how you build habits. And then when those when those games come, those Alabamas, those Floridas, those Clemsons starting next year. You're prepared for those because that's that's all you know. That's all you know. So, um, I, I Kirby Kirby deals in in summary. Kirby deals a little bit more than we know, 
But for, for the most part, given a few, besides a few fourth down questionable calls, and, and maybe just, you know, maybe having a little bit of some old saving in him, let's run the ball, play defense, and that'll win the game. He, he's shown himself willing to adapt, not always at the speed that we like, not always the way we like, but I, I think he, people forget these coaches, especially Kirby being a lump. He's he one. He's getting paid. He's getting super paid to be invested. And I think personally, he's way more invested than any of us. So, you know, let's just yeah, try to remember yeah. that before we yank his head off again. Again, I'll give him the blame when he when he deserves it. But let's give him the credit too. And again, let's let's remember that there are a lot of things that we don't see that we complain about. And you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I think we've got a good thing in JT Daniels, like I like I thought, but wasn't sure. I feel for Stetson and Dwan. Hey, get your education, get you a degree. If you got to transfer out, go ahead. I'm expecting this this captain to sell this ship until till draft day, until Brock Vandergriff comes along. And if you know, God willing, this this will continue and turn into something a little bit more than just the W over Mississippi State. So. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of this. If anything, I'm looking more. I, I love seeing Sports Center have to talk about the University of Georgia when they're really not trying to. I'm all about that lot. So, I mean, give me more of that. Oh yeah, I mean, we we're just set up, man. Like we got all these pieces. They're going to be talking about us for quite a while to come, and I think it's going to be at the quarterback position too, which is like really what we're going to have to have if we're going to take this next step. But I got a question. This question is kind of a hypothetical funny thing because I'm thinking to myself about you know, how frustrated all the people, not all the people, and probably not everyone who listens to us on this podcast or our friends either, but just, you know, a lot of the fans just choose to be the uh, miserable, outspoken minority. And it's very evident on Facebook. And even on games where we win and everything does go right, we might have one of those complete games. It's just constantly something. And I kind of wonder, you know, like, what what do people think? Like, like dissatisfaction voicing things only gets us so far. And there is an element of this that, like, at some point I'd like to touch on is just, like, mental health as a fan. Like, you only have so much control. <laughs> and there are such things as toxic fan qualities. There are people uh, poisoning trees and, you know, just sending hate mail and all kinds of nasty stuff where it's just like, you know, or they're losing sleep at night. Like, we we all want to be invested, but at the end of the day, you know, we have to be uh, good bulldogs and champions of our own life. <laughs> That's a side note. But what I was really trying to say is what if what, – what I was like trying to think of something that could give us closure as fans, that could give us a, a control. So I was like, let's, let me offer something to this is my thought. So – what if we had a position, you know, where we, all the fans elected this person and they sat in, they were like kind of like the, the dignitary of the fan base. <laughs> they spoke for the fans. <laughs> they sat at all the coaches' tables and they had like, I don't know, 10% of the say when it came to game planning decisions. Like, would that, would that, do you think that would make the fans happy? And, oh, goodness, no, dude. That's, that's, a, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and and, I'll, and I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because in every fan base, there's extremes. You have, um, you know, your angry fans, your happy fans, your optimistic fans, your pessimistic fans, every fan base. 
and what I've, what I've come to realize, and within those fan bases, I would say maybe 25 to 30, and those are like more historically good franchises. Most fans don't know a thing about the sport that they root for. And I'm talking, I'm talking males and females. And what I've learned to is just not really don't, there's no need giving a lot of credit or credence to people who don't know the game. People who know the game and can, that know the ins and outs can see a season and totality for what it is and then base their optimism or pessimism off of a, a larger picture, those people usually earn my respect when they talk sports. People that are just, oh, we lost, oh, I hate my team, or, oh, J.G. Daniels is the best quarterback ever, like always with a grain of salt. So having a one representative to <laughs> to have ten percent of any type of say well, is going like, to make one fraction of the fan base angry at all times. So that's and that and there's very confident that wouldn't work well. So well, and and there and there's your sign. So it's like what what good is uh, bitching and griping all the time? No matter what, really going to do because even if like we had our way and we as a fan base did have a say, like what. Like, I was thinking, like, what else would it be like? If if the fan base really had control of this stuff, like you think people in Facebook groups, like, would want it to be, then it'd be, like, the freaking, uh, like, the American Idol or something. Oh, like no, dude. Of, of what, this, here, this, this is a totally crazy thought, but just imagine this. And I can see this happening in this sport. And this is just, we're going off the off on the limb, off the leash. This is, we can do this. So, what about... If we had a, a a version of football that existed in like some hypothetical league, like an XFL, call it the uh, the the KFL, <laughs> uh, where the fan bases actually pick the plays, like you know how like in Madden, uh, you get those suggestions, right? Yeah. So like on the TV, you get your suggestions. They get like they don't just let you pick anything, but they'll give you like eight plays, and then the fans text in in the 30 seconds on which play they want to pick. And uh, and then, like, one thing, one play could be, like, a random, like, a random play. It's, like, at a wild card <laughs> that they could take. Like, me and you are like, oh, let's go wild card. Let's see what that is. Oh, dang it, it's a, it's a QB meal <laughs> or something. Like, womp, womp, womp. But wouldn't that be fun? Like, or, or is that is that a crazy thought or is that just, like, as the as the commissioner of the Fantasy Island uh, Fantasy Football <laughs> League, I can tell you from personal experience. Again, there's <laughs> there is like, what I'm just saying. Like you would there's, there's, that a small, there's a small fraction that would be able to do any anything rational. Like it it would but, it would be a disaster, dude. It would be a shit show. Exactly. So the way people would be talking on this, like this. In general, but I'm seeing it mostly in these Facebook groups. It's like that's a good idea or something like. Well, your like, first your first wrong step was getting on Facebook. You get you getting on Facebook. You're gonna get exactly what you're looking for on Facebook. And then with that being said, would you rather be a fan base uh, like a, a terrible fan base that never expects anything from their team? I, I don't mind people being you know having higher expectations, but you've got to you've got to temper that and you know place your blame. Place your blame where it needs to be placed. Facebook people are going to be outraged over everything: uh, okay. election year, football teams, opinions over this and right, this and that, left and right. Uh, I could, 
I, I don't go to Facebook for that, but I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Those people are on there. Some people make I'm, a living that way. Some people just it, depress themselves that way. I, it's um, it's really just like you know you can only have so much investment. It's like I can be a diehard fan, right? Diehard, like, don't you know? Love them with everything. Watch every game, but like, there's only like so much control I, I truly got <laughs> watching. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I can like volunteer to like try to you know, get a coaching position. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's, you can get involved in that form. But anything short of that, like, I'm just a fan. Like, we we all kind of are, and that's and it's cool. It's a beautiful thing. But it's just like, I think there needs to be a healthy level of detachment sometimes when it's like, just the, like I told you, like, I'm I'm having, these are all like the diehard fan groups I'm in. I'm like, I'm just having to unplug a little bit just because it's like, there's such a, uh, nasty level of discord and I hope that we can bring continued optimism even when it's like you know not going well we can look at like what what do we do right what do we need to work on like make it constructive like in this in this in these times lately just with the uh we don't have to get like very political but with the Republican Democrat thing a lot of the things you're seeing is just people they're tearing at each other to a point of like nothing really positive is even happening so that's just something I'm going to put out there. Like, y'all chew on that with what it's worth, and if it's not worth anything, just get it on out. But that's something I've been thinking about for me, watching the game, watching the dogs, and listening to a lot of people really suffering, you know. I mean, I understand it sucks to see them lose, but, you know, we don't all have to suffer, you know. <laughs> like I said, there might be three championship seasons, but that means there's seven where, golly, you're going to have to get some sleep, you know. <laughs> Gotta gotta put a smile on for something, you know. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, the Hawks got a good draft going for some Georgia sports fan, or the Braves might put it together. But we can't uh, can't let it affect us too deeply. And that's just a whole whole another podcast. But anyway, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, man. Just because we got a lot of good things going, and we talked about it at the same time. There's a healthy. Healthy line in the sand, and everybody, everybody has to find that for themselves. So I know I found mine. It, it makes uh, watching the dogs a positive experience, and uh, no matter what, even if we lose, I hope to have enjoyed some part of it. <laughs> so, well, Dog Nation, we we hope uh, all you guys out there, especially ones listening to our podcast, we we try to give you a little bit of everything. We hope you can aspire to be the uh, you know level-headed fans, but you know, super optimistic fans, super pessimistic fans, you're all welcome here on Dogs Off the Leash. Uh, we love having you guys, and we all know that you guys are enjoying that beautiful f- performance from JT Daniels. Uh, Keegan, uh, can't thank you enough for hopping on the podcast. As always, man, uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a blast. Although the season's not going to end up with a lot of hardware, I'm still looking forward to the future, and I have myself a little bit more optimism than, than I had this time last week, no doubt. Exactly. Yes, sir. Good deal. Dog Nation, as always, you know what it is. Off the leash.